Hey, welcome to the Articulate Ox podcast, where artists talk about the art that made them artistic. I am your host, Soma79. I am super excited for this week's episode. My guest today is Gordon Down, stand-up comedian from the San Diego area, and Gordon is working on a documentary about my favorite TV show, American Dad. Uh, specifically, he's looking into why there isn't really any merchandise for American Dad. It's a TV show that's been on for about 350 episodes. It started on Fox, is now on TBS, and it's it's close to its 20th season. It's on like, I think, 18 or 19 now, and it's been renewed already. So we still have more American Dad coming up. But strangely enough, there there hasn't been a lot of merchandise out for it, which um, Gordon is trying to figure out why. So we talk a lot about that in the episode. He's got a Kickstarter going on now. He's trying to raise ten thousand dollars by the end of Mar end of day of March tenth to fund this film he's working on. And um, I will go into all the details in that in the episode. But it's, it was so great to talk to a fellow American Dad fan. We kind of get a little into about the psychology of the show and why it might appeal to people. Because you know, I'll be honest. We, I don't know a lot of other people that are as into it as I am. I don't really talk to other people that even really mention the show in the way they do other animated shows or non-animated shows or whatever. So it's uh, fun to meet another American Dad fan. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, please uh, donate to the Kickstarter if you can to try to get this documentary made. I think it'll be really fascinating and interesting. And it sounds like he's got some cool people that he wants to talk to. So thank you very much. Hey, this is uh, the Articulate Ox podcast, where artists talk about the art that make them artistic. I am your host, Soma79. My guest today is stand-up comedian from San Diego area, Gordon Downs, who is here to talk about a documentary that he is trying to get going about um, my favorite show of all time, American Dad. So I'm super happy to have someone here who wants to talk some American Dad with me. I watch that show pretty much almost every day. Uh, drives my girlfriend nuts, probably. But I'm glad someone else is as enthusiastic about it as me. So uh, how's it going today, Gordon? It's going all right. It's Super Bowl Sunday today. Can I say that? Is, should I not have said that? Should I not have dated the podcast? No, I was actually going to bring that up because, ironically <laughs> enough, the first episode of American Dad was broadcast after Super Bowl, the Super Bowl in 2005, which also had the Philadelphia Eagles in it. So I, I just realized that right now. So this is sort of kismet. This, it this, is kismet. Uh, yep. This podcast recording. Uh, it's going all right. I'm not, uh, I'm, I, I love sports. Uh, but I have other things I have to do today outside of eating guacamole and Doritos yeah. uh, with a bunch of drunk uh, guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how much I'll be watching of it either. I don't watch a lot of football, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll tune in for Rihanna or something. I don't know. I hear, I hear Ben Affleck's doing a Dunkin' Donuts ad, so everybody in New England is probably going to be jazzed about that. It's but, always interesting to see what the Super Bowl halftime performance is like, and yeah. I think everyone said no one can top what Prince did uh, right. a few years back. So the last year was pretty good with Dr. Dre and Eminem and all that stuff. So we'll see. That was odd. Yes. <laughs> but thank you for having me. I'm very no problem. Stoked. Thank you very for having me. To be here. So first let's talk about the documentary because so you have a Kickstarter that's running right now through, I believe the um, March 11th, uh, Friday, March 10th, Friday, March 10th. Okay, good. Um, and you are trying to raise money for a documentary on American Dad, particularly the merchandise and why there is almost none of it. So I want to talk a little bit about what led you to uh, want to do this documentary and uh, where they can, where people can contribute to the Kickstarter. Uh, well, basically, I had started an Instagram page just out of sheer boredom and not having a family uh, to raise or be around. 
Um, and it was an Instagram page solely dedicated to a merchandise from American Dad because I had, during the pandemic, I had started collecting and I was trying to stimulate the economy from my home. I was being a good citizen. I was sheltering in place. I was quarantining. Uh, and so I was on eBay a lot and I came across uh, this, uh, this lunch pail. I don't know if you guys, if that's a good visual. That's very cool, yeah. And I've never, I never yes, no, it's one of the first thing as I featured on the, the Instagram page was this lunch pail. And um, I was like, oh, this is cool. I, uh, I'm, I'm a 40 year old man. I need a, a lunch pail. I'm a 40 year old. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's like, the only one within reach. There's others. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd never seen it before. I think I'd actually seen uh, a photo of this. And there was also a thermos that was not inside this. That was basically Haley Smith's uh, head. And then uh, the head, uh, the, the thermos cup was her bandana and then hair oh, on top. Cool. You could unscrew it. Yeah, it was not with this. Um, so I bought it for like uh, 40 bucks, I think, with shipping and everything. And I thought I would come across a lot of these items like on eBay or Mercari. And uh, it's very rare, I guess, when you come across someone that wants to sell one of their uh, American Dad staff gifts. Because what I've learned is there's not that much merchandise out there. There is merchandise that's official licensed from Toddland. And I'm sure you know what Toddland is. Explain it to the people who don't, though. Toddland is the official merchandiser for uh, basically almost the animation domination block, the OG Bob's yeah. Burgers. Uh, um, family Guy. Family Guy, American Dad. And I think they're doing Crepopolis now. Um, probably so Cleveland they, Show for everybody who had those uh, Tim Bears. That's, that's true, yeah, they also had a Cleveland Show. <laughs> so they're what, they handle basically enamel pins, stickers, uh, T-shirts. Uh, but beyond that, uh, for American Dad uh, and Toddland, there isn't much in terms of like toys or figurines or anything like that. And I learned that as far as official merchandise, there's not much. There's a little bit of the stuff like I just mentioned, uh, but when it comes to the staff gifts that they get from the showrunners and producers of the show, like holidays and birthdays, um, there is quite a bit. There's like a whole catalog of items uh, that they have. Uh, they give them hats. Every year, one of them has a, a Roger in the front, and there's a new hat they get every year. I, I think I'm only about five or six hats away from documenting all of them. Uh, and I have several uh, hanging here in a backpack that was also a gift to staff that I never knew about. So there's a lot of things I still haven't discovered. I mean, I've featured maybe close to 20, 30, 40 items that were all staff gifts, uh, but I'm still kind of looking and archiving. But uh, along the way of trying to figure out uh, how to collect more of this stuff, I discovered a lot of uh, independent uh, like Etsy artists or, or, or big cartel people who are making their own stickers and T-shirts and necklaces that have golden turds on them. And so it was like this underground network of people who are making bootleg merchandise because there was a demand for it. And so once I figured that out, I was like, there's sort of a story here to tell. And I was hoping uh, to get the funding to travel to the necessary cities to make it more compelling by interviewing these people in person. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome idea. I mean, I, I've often wondered myself why there is almost no merchandise for it. I would love to be dripped out in a bazooka sharks 
hat and jersey right now. Like it's. I do have oh, that right now. Oh my god! Is that is See, that this, is that official? This is or? an official. This is an official item from Toddland uh, that was only made uh, uh, for I think 2019. Uh, San Diego Comic Con. It's a flex fit. Ooh, uh, you can see, uh, you can see the Toddland uh, uh, label there. I'll be looking for that on eBay later. <laughs> That's the thing. A, a lot of uh, uh, also one of the things I've learned too after starting the Instagram page was that there's a lot of private sellers and collectors that either have extra stuff or they're getting rid of their stuff because they also collect other, you know. Yeah. things and other shows so that was a whole community that i discovered too it was like these uh, people these people like myself and yourself who uh had these huge collections and these huge rooms kind of like your room right yeah. there uh maybe not so much like your room that's very impressive <laughs> but they had these things and these facebook groups where it's just dedicated to enamel pins of roger smith it's very uh, the more the more I followed the thread, the more interesting it became. So I was like, you know what? Um, I have a background in journalism, so I thought uh, let's let's do a documentary. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So before I go into all my American all American Dad topics, let's talk about where they can, people can support the Kickstarter. Um, how do they? What's the best way to find the link? You know what? I'll actually I'll put it up on the screen too. But um, how would Thank you recommend you, yeah. people find it for people who maybe just listening to the audio version? If you go to Kickstarter and type in American Dad, uh, I should be the only thing there that has those words on it. It's in the documentary section, or you can find it on all my socials, uh, Gordon Downs, basically D-O-W-N-S, uh, D-O-W-N-Z on Instagram. And I have the, the link in all my bios, or you can go to Instagram at American Dad Merch, and the Kickstarter link will be there as well. I'll put it in the show notes as well, so that if, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you can look in the in the, the description, or if you're actually if you're listening to any podcast app, the link will be in there as well. Because I'm yeah. really hoping this gets made. I like I said, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why they have it. You see so much stuff for Family Guy. You see I mean, even more for The Simpsons, and it seems like I, I was thinking about this the other day. Why would they not do this? I mean, part of it makes me wonder if maybe there's so much overhead associated with making these items that they fear that if they don't sell and may put the show on a chopping block that was the only theory i came up with but i'm, I'm probably not even that much thought put into it um any thoughts on why we haven't been flooded with roger and close t-shirts over the past 19 years um i have my own ideas uh one of the one of the aspects of this uh documentary and if we don't reach the funding goal of ten thousand dollars just to let you know the documentary will still be made, but it will be a lot more uh, Zoom interviews like this, uh, as opposed to me uh, and my cameraman flying in uh, to New England and renting a car and driving <laughs> to the place. And, and you know what I mean? It, it won't be as compelling, but I'll try to make it as uh, interesting as I can uh, with the technology available. Uh, as far as to why there isn't any merch, um that's a really good question uh luckily you have a documentary I do, <laughs> I do have some of the people who actually work on american dad uh graciously follow uh the page and they've been very supportive of me uh, uh trying to at least document and archive all this because it's very interesting even to them uh, that they don't have uh, merchandise like 
their, uh, I guess, the mothership, even though American Dad was created in the wake of Family Guy's death. Right. Because a lot of people don't remember Family Guy was gone. That it debuted up to the Super Bowl when I was in college. I remember Kool-Aid Man coming through. I can picture it when I was in the dorm room. And we all thought it was hilarious. Then it was gone two years later and it was gone for a little while. It was really the advent of DVD and Adult Swim that really brought Family Guy back so that people started demanding it. And that's when he started American Dad. But he said, Yeah, they were they were like, yeah, they were like, uh, we got this new show, but now we have to go back and produce the old show, and we kind of have, are holding all the cards now. Right. So it's uh, it's interesting how Family Guy has rocketed to uh, you know major stardom like The Simpsons, and uh, and and American Dad has also gone up. Each I think it's very popular, but it has a different sort of fan base that is a bit more. I don't want to say cerebral, but American Dad, the writing and the scripts are definitely more clever than Family Guy. Family Guy has a yes. lot of quick jokes. Family Guy, it's like a stand-up set. They got uh, like five, ten laughs per minute. That's insane. It's great right. TV. Um, but I think American Dad, uh, it has a bit more uh, meat on the bone in terms of substance. Um, hopefully, one of the main goals in this is to actually get uh, a definitive answer as to why, like maybe a legal answer as to why there technically isn't any merchandise. And uh, one of the producers on the show, one of the, the major cogs on the show, uh, will hopefully be able to sit down and talk to me about that. Uh, they're checking to make sure that everything is all right uh, with legal. So as far as um, that goes, I, that's one of the main reasons. I have uh, that and I have uh, the fans. It's really like a love letter to the fans of American Dad really trying to show uh, how dedicated and hardcore we are. And one of the interesting things I have learned while talking and interacting with fans and doing research and following the hashtag American Dad is um, there's, a, there's a good portion of the fan base uh, that identifies as neuro, neurodivergent or uh, autistic to a certain degree. I, I you know... I, I'm probably somewhere on, I'm definitely OCD, ADHD, um, all of those things. <laughs> like, so I, it's, I'm probably a little, little touch on the spectrum as well. See, that's the thing. The more people I talk to about that, the more I started to question myself and my own quirks. And I started to kind of look up neurodivergent, you know, adult autism, stymine, stimming, whatever it's called. And, um, I'm trying to see if there is some sort of connection because a lot of us, we all watch American Dad. It's all of our favorite show, but we all seem to watch it at night before we go to sleep as some sort of nightcap where it really sort of just calms us down and, and it's very sort of enjoyable. It might just be a thing. You all, everyone watches their favorite show before they go to sleep, but there's a lot of adults uh, with autism uh, that do cite this as their favorite show and it helps them uh, pacify so part of the documentary is going to be me actually documumenting myself getting tested uh, oh, for autism spectrum disorder. It's really funny you yeah, mention that because I, so I keep American Dad on in the background a lot because with, with my with my ADHD, it's almost like it's my I'm choosing one distraction rather than having the entire world of distractions. And it's like so it's like I'm doing my thing and then that can be my distraction. I can go in and out of and it does soothe me in a way like I had a really bad day on Thursday. And I, at the end of the day, I was like, OK, I need to work out and watch American Dad because I do identify that show as something that takes me someplace else that that 
I do find soothing in it. It's like being at home. There's only a few shows that do that for me. I'd say it's that, maybe Frasier and maybe Reno 911. I don't know why it's those three, <laughs> but those are the ones that for some reason it actually, it can, it can absorb me in a way that other shows don't. And I feel at home in them. Yeah, it, it, it does. You were able, it does. There's a certain amount of escapism that is very easy for real fans of the show and you can follow it. And I am honestly, I'm doing the same thing at, at the end of the night. I'm on my iPad uh, uh, scanning for stuff, uh, American Dad stuff, always looking out, um, planning for the next day. But I have that sort of in the background, uh, ongoing, just episode after episode, and then I eventually fall asleep. So it's interesting that you kind of just made me realize that as well right now. It's, it's, and there's something about it. I was funny, you've probably seen this meme, but I just saw, I think the other day for the first time, but it was about some guy on Reddit, and hopefully it's not made up, whose son every day when he wakes up blares that song and <laughs> sings it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. But um, I, I, that was one of the first uh, memes, and I don't really post memes. Uh, this weekend, uh, I'll tie this all back to what you just said. This weekend, we just hit, we, as in the Instagram page, at American Dead Merch, we just hit a 1,000 followers. So that's sort of a big thing. And we started uh, the last couple of days of June 2022. And it's been very organic. I haven't paid for any uh, ad spots or anything like that. Uh, just word of mouth and people following the hashtags. Uh, but that was one of the first uh, memes that I posted in the story. Uh, and and ever since I think July Fourth weekend, the story uh, American Dad merch has been uh, constantly alive. That's one of the things I wanted to make sure that it seemed like it was breathing uh, and there was someone actually behind uh, the page. So, yeah. but I don't I don't really post a lot of memes or video clips. It's just a lot of merch. It's very right. specific. Yeah. I do post video clips from uh, the the TikTok uh, official show TikTok because it's, it's good quality, it's good audio, it's good video, uh, it's the right you know length. Um, I just post a lot of still photos with my commentary and, and any information, and I've only got a thousand followers. There are so many other pages that do videos uh, of the show, yeah. um, and they have a, like a 50,000, 100,000 followers. And it's like, wow, you know, it's- uh, We gotta get them uh, like, like to a, share your, your profile or something. We gotta get this- uh, uh, the people at best, uh, uh, best of American Dad, the American Dad podcast, the only American Dad podcast. I was surprised. I listened to that sometimes. I was surprised there's only one out there. I'm like, should I be doing an American Dad podcast? Because <laughs> it sounds like they're ending soon. If it's, they haven't yeah, already. It's one of the, uh, uh, there, there's a couple every time when I do my research, but the, the other two that did exist, they only did like two or three episodes. They did not really have their heart into it. These people, uh, Christy, and uh, God, the two other guys who I don't know, I only really talked to her over DM, uh, they are wrapping up. They have like 60 to 80 episodes, I think. They have quite a few episodes. I'm, don't count me as that's not a right uh, number. I think I you're think. right, though, because I was on it the other day, and I think I was looking at episode 68, and that was near the top. Yeah, yeah. But yes, they, they are ending uh, three more episodes. They're wrapping up uh, the podcast uh, and I don't know. I mean, if if, uh, if I can keep going with this uh, page and if it helps the documentary, I might start a podcast in the wake of their absence uh, that's dedicated to American Dad. Well, if you need uh, a co-host, call me because I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> not a bad idea. I mean, if you got a lot of podcasts going, uh, God, what was I trying to bring this back to? American Dad. <laughs> 
I thought it was something specific. Either way, uh, <laughs> either way, what's the next question? I'm sorry. Well, I, 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 there's something back. I wanted to bring back. When you say when you say that a lot of the stuff you have are staff gifts, so that essentially means for anybody who doesn't know, if you work in the industry and you're working on a show, you know. If everybody works in an office, they have one of these with their company logo on it, but they do that if you work at a show like American Dad. Yep, there you go, Roger. So they're these very, in Marilyn Monroe outfit, they're very unique items. They're, they make very few of them. So how many do you think, because the staff of American Dad can't be that big. Like some of these staff gifts, how many do you think were made? Like 200, 500, less? See, that's an interesting question because I know, uh, actually, I don't know anything as far as exact numbers i haven't been as bold to ask that hopefully i can get that if we do get the chance to sit down um i know they make a hat like i know this uh christmas the gifts uh, that were given to staff were a tin uh, of uh chocolate covered uh peanuts uh, that were the gold top peanuts oh, reference, yeah. reference from that episode very controversial episode that i happen to love very esoteric yes. episode but that's the kind of shit American dad will do and not give a damn about. And I love right. that. Right. Uh, they also gave him an alarm clock, uh, like a wooden Ooh. clock that had Roger sleeping on the top. I haven't posted that yet. It's a nice sort of wood finish and, and uh, plastic. That sounds awesome. Uh, um, and then they had uh, a, a collectible uh, plate, like, uh, you know, those plates that they used to make, or they still make. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a collectible plate. That our grandmothers plate. used to get, yeah. It's basically the illustration of the Smith family house, but done uh, like almost Hallmark style uh, as an <laughs> illustration. That's really cool. And uh, it, they're numbered on the back. I, and I think that number was 100. Um, so the, it was like zero of 100. Uh, and then they have a certificate of authenticity. Uh, and those were the staff gifts this year. And a cell phone holder that also could hold a big gulp. So oh, very kind very of, cool. oh, and a, and a hat and a Roger hat. Uh, are they hiring <laughs> a lot of stuff uh that they give out and then just little gifts like coffee mugs uh uh to commemorate uh earth day or earth uh, uh, uh shopping bags uh that are uh, recyclable you know things like that but as far as exact numbers i do not know like i said that plate there were a hundred made and uh just a few months ago uh the executive producer of the show who follows the page uh, she very graciously sent me a bunch of, like, I guess, extras that they had. Um, like, here, I'll show you. I'm, I'm sitting yeah, right next to everything. Got. She sent me one of these, which is a staff-only oh, cool. uh, plush Roger. Uh, it's got the uh, the golden shirt <laughs> tag. Uh, and this was made by by them, by by her and the, and the producers of the show, to give to the staff uh, for Christmas a number of years ago. I'm not sure. So she sent me this and Roger um, always looks so weird when you see him in 3D. For some reason, it's like um it's a little jarring. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's he it's has just... an alien body and, and it's it's very pear-shaped. Yes, uh, yes. This is my favorite. Unless he's wearing his special pants. <laughs> that's a good that's a good episode. Yeah. This is a real uh record B12 uh vinyl. Uh there's a lot of glare on that. Yeah, that's cool. Is that just is it just a single or is there are there more songs on it? No, no, there are there are plenty of songs on there. I don't know if you can see. They're kind of written in, in uh, uh, the the the. Yeah, I can see them, but I can't really read them. That's something else I'd be looking yeah. for later. So it's basically yes, no. It's it's sad to be bad. Uh, Daddy's gone. Bad, bad boy. Is she not hot enough for you? And then of course, girl, you need a shot. 
of uh, yeah. 12. That that reminds uh, me of one of my favorite one of my favorite American dad jokes is when when the they're all 13, all 12 of them are there, and the uncle walks out of the room and you hear the gunshot, and he calls up and Snot calls up his mother and is like, um, uh your your brother killed himself, just like you said. And she's like, Told ya. Very dark. I, uh, and I love dark, that. But it gets me. I know I love that. I love that about them. So I mean, uh, but back to the question. Just be uh, the fact that she sent me these uh extras, I suppose. I mean, I don't think she would give up her own personal right. copy. There's probably a closet in there that we'd both love to get into in that in that office. <laughs> no, so uh, I would imagine they always make a few extras just in case uh, for uh, something yeah. like that. I would probably get rounded up to a certain quantity anyway to so get like 250 That's or true. 500 yeah, of or something. Course. Yeah. yeah. You never know with these major uh, corporations, but yeah. uh, that's a question I'm hoping to get answered as well. Like, what are the runs you make of the hats? What are the runs you make of the uh, gifts? Uh, are there any extras? Can I have them? Yes. Things like that. What is so? What is your dream piece of? No, I mean one that might not even exist anymore. What would be like your dream piece of American Dad um, merchandise? Um, I'll I have one in mind that I'll start with. When I can think about it. I really want Gorilla Stan in that one episode when they show in the future where Stan turns into a gorilla is for some reason the most delightful thing for me in the planet. Despite the grisly end he meets only moments after we meet him, but I would really love to have a Gorilla Stan action figure, like a really nicely made one. That's mine. Not a plush. Not a plushie. No, I don't want a plush. I want something that's it's like, you know, just a kid robot, something like that, or Super 7 make something. I mean, I don't know how much demand there's going to be for it, but if they can, I mean, something kind of like that. If you've seen like the the sexy Flanders on skis they have for, um, for, oh, yeah. for Ned Flanders, something like yes. that, you know. That's the great thing about being in San Diego is. Yeah, Comic-Con. Uh, well, Comic-Con and there is uh, Super 7 is based out of Frisco, but there oh. also is a flagship uh, store uh, is in Frisco, but they also have a store here in San Diego. Oh, sure. uh, so Super 7 is actually, it's great that you bring that up. Super 7 is actually a place uh, I'm hoping to interview someone there that can go on record and, and help me kind of figure out why there isn't any merch or give their opinion. And maybe I can try to introduce uh, them uh, with Todd Land or with the people at the show and try to get it's some sort of dialogue right. going. So that way at the end of this documentary, there's something tangible to be shown. Because uh, I would really like, uh, like what you just said, uh, maybe some special merch to be made as a result of this. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself. Right, but, but I do hope cool. to talk. Uh, I do hope to talk to someone at Super 7. So Super 7, those who don't know, they, they're a toy manufacturer that, that makes things like they do licenses with tend to be with smaller people, but they do a lot of stuff with bands like Zarface is a um, hip hop group in New England that we love out here. Seven L Esoteric with um, Inspector Deck and Wu-Tang Clan. They do all the Zarface figures and they do they just released some Sex Pistols figures with um, Sid Vicious and Johnny Rotten. And they do all types of really cool things. Um, they, uh, they, I just saw, too, they're releasing uh a cliff burton uh figure the bass yes, player I saw Metallica. That. yes so it's like they and they have like teenage mutant ninja turtles like yeah. it's like they do small runs but they also have major big ass uh uh uh, uh brands that they're yeah. partnered up with so yeah they're a good follow definitely check them out i'm gonna try my hardest to get something going there so yeah that's interesting but i like so, that okay my question my your question for me was merch my my, my yeah, ideal what would you merch. love to say well, I like that you have that figure, that that idea, sort of like a Shogun Godzilla, but a big stand. Yeah, you know, yeah, like that would be cool. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. That's a really great question. I haven't really thought about that. Um, I, I mean, mean honest, honestly, I would, if anything, and I've said this, I said this earlier uh, in one of the posts, I, I do sometimes uh, uh, am whimsical and wish for things in the post I make in the descriptions. I would like uh, uh, a, maybe a replica green couch. I realize they may oh, be very good. expensive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. to have an actual green American Dad official sofa, uh, but maybe something small like that, something smaller, but something to do with the green sofa, I think would be uh, great. I like uh, Haley's my favorite character in the show, uh, just because she's a stoner, and yes. <laughs> I just look at she's kind of always stoned. <laughs> it's yeah, very. It's very funny to me and identifiable. One of the merchandise uh, rewards that I have in the Kickstarter program, I'm making a t-shirt uh, that's basically, uh, it's the scene where Jeff and uh, Francine are getting high in the living room. Yes. And they have two liters, the, whole, the, the two liter of, yeah. The two liter of orange soda. So that's, that scene is going to be the t-shirt. Uh, but I also have the option of uh, a 22 inch by 22 inch replica of Haley's bandana as one of the gifts if you donate on Kickstarter. So That's I tried cool. to think of what I would like to see if I, if I was a fan. And I realized that in all the research I've done and all the key words I've searched, I haven't seen uh, anything regarding Haley's bandana. And that's fairly iconic with the show, I think. Right, right. Yeah. There are some great Halloween pictures out there of, of some people dressed like Haley, and that's it's a, it's it's not that difficult. If you can get the bandana, it's not that difficult of a costume, and it's pretty easily identifiable. That's I should note that to anyone watching that is interested in the page, I do the the page itself is mainly uh, Instagram uh, photos uh, and and some reels like the wall, my Instagram wall. It's all an archive for merchandise and like a couple of reels from the show, but it's all merchandise official and unofficial but in the story i update the story usually about four to five sometimes six times a day and i have several categories i've been documenting cosplay uh tattoos uh fan art and uh the merchandise post and the miscellaneous stuff but yes i have uh, i have close to i think close to a hundred uh, different cosplays that i've accumulated in the story archive uh, which is something it's sort of like a fan base uh the story you know what i mean i'll just send you my picture of my tattoo guy. i have a tattoo i'll just send you a picture of it oh what is it of uh, i can I'll, it's, it's on my legs it's kind of hard to show but i'll see what i can do here is it roger nope it's pretty obscure uh is it the pain is it the peanut thing no it's the uh it's tough to see i might just show oh the the owl it's buckles owl <laughs> Except I changed the color of it to um, to blue. That is very that is inside baseball there. Because I, like I got that. the I have the Twin Peaks thing below it, and it's I don't know if you know Twin Peaks at all, but it's the owls are not as they seem as a thing from Twin Peaks. So I figured I'd tie it all together. I got like a little spy versus spy behind it, and I'm getting the space ghost with danger doom on the front of it soon. So you know, just oh wow, it's what we do in your forties when you have no kids. That is one of the things, uh, if I do get the funding or surpass the funding goal, I will be flying. This will probably eat up most of the budget, but this is if we go beyond the funding goal. I will be flying uh, to France uh, to get a tattoo at a tattoo parlor that has a wall of uh, different Roger flash art 
oh, that cool. they do. So it's kind of like a, an inside tattoo gang uh, in this hippie commune in France. Um, I and they're into American you know, Dad. <laughs> That's crazy. Lot, it's very interesting. A lot of the tattoos that I have posted are from tattoo parlors and artists in France and Europe. Like the majority of them are in Europe so far, or a good a good 50-50 amount. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I have a friend who comes over to my house a lot and I'm always watching the show. And it's like, I usually turn it off when someone else comes in because it's like, they know that I'll just keep, show, keep just to be courteous. And um, she decided she hates the show and she thinks that it's like a big like red state show in America just because just of the title and what he does for a job. I'm like, I'm like, and it made me wonder, I mean, obviously it's not if you've watched it, but it made me wonder if a lot of people, if what the perception of a show that's called American Dad is, because you, it, it doesn't really, in some ways it doesn't live up to the title because the title to me almost makes me think of like the major dad show from back in the day. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't make me think of like the satirical um super clever i mean maybe i'm just shitting on america right now as i'm saying that but i don't know the fact that it's big in europe to me is a little surprising you know and australia um i think that's the thing i think a lot of people because i sometimes comment as at american dad merch i will comment as the page and it's always very pro show or very very pro america and i remember someone um did a tattoo this uh, tattoo artist in france uh, had a tattoo and they were commenting on the Instagram page, their post uh, that I shared. And they were like, uh, some, it was all in French, so I didn't know, but I just saw American Dad, you know, uh, Stan. And then someone commented, yes, the stupid American show and the stupid Americans. And then I, they commented that like maybe 58 weeks ago. This is an old <laughs> tattoo, you know. And so I found it and I commented, USA number one. <laughs> Just because it's very tongue in cheek, and yes. um, I think I think if you're intelligent and you don't uh, judge a book by its cover, and you watch it, and you realize there's so much more to it, it doesn't even really do anything he has to do at the CIA involves like ecstasy or <laughs> utter before. Or, or, like, <laughs> there is no more uh, being run by a British guy. <laughs> <laughs> there's no more access of evil uh, plot line. It's really just uh, misadventures with the family right. and at work and it's never i mean the last cia storyline i think they had was when they went to china to play virtual esports right you know what right. i mean it's not it had nothing to do with terrorism except for they were going to go kill someone and it was bungling yeah. uh, but no it I, nothing I, to do with terrorism majority, except they're going to kill someone <laughs> the majority it's always that they're going to someone's going to die yeah, someone's or someone die. in the family is going to get very hurt uh but yeah the majority of the people they get it but here's the one thing that maybe you, I don't know if you notice, I don't think if anyone really notices this as a fan, because we're kind of doing our own shit, you know? Yeah. Um, I've learned that the American Dad fan base uh, overall, uh, from what I've experienced, they shouldn't say this is my definitive findings, uh, but they're fairly apathetic. Um, they really don't give a shit about anything. And they're happy uh, that you posted uh, a video, uh, yeah. they'll share it, they'll like it. Um, but we really don't give a shit as much as like maybe other fan bases do, it seems. Maybe it's because we've been neglected, sort of. Um, yeah, we don't have we'll take whatever we can get. <laughs> so uh, that's what I've noticed, because I have posted this link uh, in the video that's that's there in several American Dad groups on on Facebook. 
and uh, response has been very uh, uh, cold, uh, lukewarm at best. And a, and a response on Twitter, uh, I'm surprised no one has written back any sort of rude or, you know. Give me time, slurred. give me time. <laughs> Uh, but it's been very uh, difficult uh, to get any sort of interest in the campaign beyond. That's interesting. I'd love to watch that. Yeah, it's I it's I don't sometimes I wonder who's watching the show because every time they announce, I mean, I obviously maybe just me watching on repeat is what's keeping it on because maybe they think I'm like 400 people. <laughs> like it's every time they renew it i'm surprised because you know animation's expensive to make those probably gets cheaper every year with all the you know the, the digital um you know improvements i was working on some animation earlier today and I, I to some degree i couldn't believe how easy it was they make it now through adobe but um the show keeps coming out i don't know anyone else that watches it and i never hear anybody else reference it and i i kind of wonder how it and that's why my theory before was that the merchandise may be because they don't want the show to like go into the red by making merchandise people don't buy and maybe they're just trying to just keep themselves on the air by good budgeting I, that was my only theory um but do you know a lot of people in your social circle that watch a shower uh i i know a couple and they're very uh i i do know no, there you go. That's a good answer right there. I, I when I I've, I've talked to people about this and people know that I'm doing this now. So they all revealed to me that they are fans and that they watch it and that it's like, "Oh yeah, I recorded on my DVR." It's like, "Oh." All right. I was like, "I never hear you talk about it and, you know, I never see you wear a t-shirt." And they're like, "Well, I, they don't make t-shirts." It's like, "Well, I found where they right. make t-shirts." But yes. they don't really go seek it out, you know what I mean? It's very casual. They're like, "Yes, yeah, it's good. I watch it." Uh, even my nephew, uh, he watches it. He's a, he's in, he's like in college now, so he's allowed to watch it. And, um, I, a lot of people I didn't know, but they're just not very, uh, outspoken fans. Uh, they're just kind of watching it and enjoying it. And they don't really give a shit about, well, about the absence of merchandise. It's funny. Um, so I'm a huge Mariah Carey fan and there's been like two episodes where I'll see in the credits mariah carey and i'm like who the hell was she in that episode and i go back and look and she was a tiny part i'm like is mariah carey an american dad fan is she just doing this because she likes it like it it blew my mind there's a lot of random people that pop up on episodes that i you know i know they're they're getting yeah. they get good guest appearances the weekend's obviously a fan i mean didn't he help write that episode he was on i think i think he contributed uh, obviously the song he wrote and he contributed i think some of the uh oh yeah that's right probably just by writing the song is probably enough to get um to get credit i don't know i saw there are a lot of photos of him working with uh with the guys who wrote that that episode so uh he, he might have had a hat and then who knows i mean he's the goddamn weekend yeah so he they, really they probably wants let him do it yeah i know they gave him one of these plush rogers so oh good lord well maybe he'll put it on ebay and i can get it um so let's talk about favorite episodes i mean it seems like an inevitable conversation to come up around american dad um what what, what are some of your favorites i do like a lot from season 12 uh i like top of the steve i think top, I of, love the top steve. of the steve i like uh that steve is the lead and you know he was kind of the the the, the stronger version of steve that you see yeah. big dog uh, I like Brooklyn. That I just like I like that he was just a, a, a '90s sitcom. You know, I thought yeah. that was kind of funny. Um, I also, I mean, kind of to get into my top five, almost. 
Go for um, it. I like I like exquisite corpses uh, quite a bit. I think that was from season thirteen, though, not season twelve. But um, I'm Which not very accurate. I don't know the, uh, the titles as well as I should. Exquisite corpses is the episode where Francine, Jeff, and Roger uh, buy uh, a tour bus yes. and they and they give tours like uh, murder tours of the right. RB killer uh, locations. And Craig Robinson is on the tour. That's right. Good, good Get board, nutsack. <laughs> My favorite part of that, though, is they start the episode. <coughs> they start the episode and then they go through everything and then they restart the episode. Uh, and <laughs> I guess when they do the cold open, uh, uh, they never they stay inside the house. Where usually the cold open follows Stan on his drive to work. Yeah. Oh, During yeah. This episode, they stay inside the house. And then we see what happens after Stan leaves, which is Steve comes down and he has his own song that he's singing. Yes. And then he leaves. <laughs> and then H Haley has to leave for Subhub. And then Klaus has a job as a lineman yeah. when he goes on to Perry oh, Wichita, yeah. Parody Wichita yeah. lineman. So I love that we got to see that. And then the image of, uh, they all went back to sleep. And then the image of them regrouping in the kitchen like at 11.30 or 11 a.m. Yeah. Roger's making eggs. And <laughs> that's just such a familiar feeling and setting. I just love how accurate that was yeah. and how yeah. unique it was to kind of see what happens after Stan leaves. I think that was a brilliant uh, comedic idea. Yeah. But I'd have to say my, my favorite episode, and I like any episode, of course, uh, like the fan base is a huge stoner fan base, as uh, yeah. you might, we, everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, so any episode involving... Uh, Jeff and Haley is my favorite. You know, Jeff and the Dank Ass Weed Factory. I love the Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I love that. The, the Ayahuasca episode. But my favorite episode, hands down, and it's something that I just posted today to, as a contest uh, for my thousandth uh, follower. Um, what is my favorite episode of American Dad? Uh, season eight. Uh, I don't know the episode number. It might be 12. Uh, season eight, Adventures in Haley City. That is That's my favorite. A great one. I just watched that one the other day. It to, for me, it's great because it's got kind of everyone's involved except for Klaus, but that's sort of they always forget about Klaus. Yeah. But everyone's kind of involved in that one episode. I feel uh, reads and feels more like a sitcom than any of their other episodes. It does, I, I could yeah. be, but it's very sitcom like. There's things that you couldn't do in a sitcom that you can do with animation. Uh, but I just love how it just, it's perfect. And it's very absurd. The moments are absurd. The like a cigar. <laughs> when they, uh, Charlie Day as the, the guy uh, that they, uh, the, the, the meth head that they get. Oh, I didn't realize that was him. Every time I, that's Charlie. <laughs> they put him in a Philadelphia Flyers uh, hockey oh, jersey. Too, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, uh, but spoiler alert they bring him and the lizard back after they're murdered at the end yeah uh like things like that uh, but i love that but I, that's again Haley's my favorite uh character so this was really a vehicle for her uh and jeff but jeff was just stoned off eating too many edibles the whole episode yeah uh so i really like it and it, and it shows like the relationship between brother and sister it really felt like a sitcom 
but it was just animated uh, so crisply. So right, which that was where I mean, when like The Simpsons and stuff started, that's sort of what was what they were going for. They're trying to make animated sitcoms, and it, it evolved into what most adult animation is now, which is just off the wall like insanity. <laughs> Yeah. And I like I do like that the American Dad characters, they don't have a full set of hands. They're not trying to do that. They're making it so they only have like three fingers and a thumb. Yeah. So they're like, but that's kind of like a callback to the, the Flintstones and I think the Jeff, uh, the Jetsons, you know? Yeah. It's very sort of uh, updated animation, but it's sort of like rooted in uh, the, the blueprint of uh, uh, adult animation. Yeah. I think uh, my favorite episode, the one I always go to is um, Game Night with the Labyrinth. Well, that's a recent one, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, because it's, I know a lot of people don't, li don't like the newer seasons as much. I, I don't really, I, you know, it's funny. I didn't watch the show in the beginning because I just, I was like, oh, this is like a half-assed family guy and I wasn't into it. Then when I, when I discovered it, I was probably maybe around episode, I mean, season like maybe eight or nine or 10. I was like, wow, this is awesome. And I never, so I never, I kind of started absorbing it all at once and I never really had a preference, but the game night episode absolutely slays and has one of my favorite things is when Jeff actually gets to be smart. And when he's the one that's like screaming about how ridiculous it is that they, that they pretend Stan is good at all these games. I love all that shit. I love when Stan has the relationship with the, with the monster in the labyrinth. And and how he doesn't understand, like all the labyrinth dwellers don't like understand why Stan doesn't get what's going on. I just love that shit. It's so funny. And when they all get out at the Stan, end. Stan didn't want to acknowledge uh the relationship. Yes. He was like, This is my roommate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hold yes. And then, you know, another episode where Jeff is smart is I think just from two seasons ago, and who smarted. Yes. And that's where they do the operation on Jeff's brain and make him intelligent. What's great is the actor, Jeff Fisher, who voices Jeff, he's been very uh, supportive of the page. Uh, he shared a lot of things, oh, cool. he follows it. So yeah, he's been very, very cool. So shout out to Jeff. Uh, he, he makes his own brand of wine in Santa Barbara, Habit Wine. Uh, so check that out, at Habit Wine. Uh, I am not a big wine person. I'm not uh, a big drinker but, either, but still. But have some wine, it. you know? Yes. Have some Habit have Wine. Some Jeff Fisher wine. Oh man. Um, are there any uh, particular quotes from the show that kind of always come to your mind or that the ones that kind of stick out the most or just you think of and make you laugh? See, that's the thing. There was uh, these groups on Facebook where I've been trying to promote this. And a lot of these things, like I post a link or something and I get no action. And then uh, someone else will post, what's your favorite line from American dad? And then I'll get like a hundred uh, comments, you know, uh, and I recently posted this, and it's it's uh, the one line. It's not even dialogue. It's just something Francine says to Roger uh, that I love because I don't know. There's uh, the too spicy for the pepper. Everyone knows yeah. that. Um, but the, my favorite line is when the, uh, Roger does something. Uh, he knocks something on the floor, or he asks for something, and they're in the kitchen. The whole family. And Francine just calls him a bald ass alien piece of shit. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite line. I just love it. Um, I always think about oh, my margins are safe. <laughs> like when, when Klaus runs the bodega, which is one of my favorite oh, sub subplots. That and it goes, I want to be balls deep in boar's um, boar's head ham or something like that. I don't know. He he wants to be boar's head certified again. Yes, yes. Oh, it was balls deep in potato salad, I think. I don't know. I just, I think 
I, I, I sometimes think I don't like Klaus, but some of my favorite lines are, are Klaus lines. When, when Klaus has um, Jurig or whatever bring the, the plastic doghouse in with a crane, and then he's in there smoking weed playing Guitar Hero, that's one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> I, I love one of my favorite, one of the things that I, I, I really wish I could show you today, but it broke in transit. Um, was a fish bowl, uh, uh, like a, a regular size fish bowl, you know, like yeah. like the one that Klaus is in. Not a bowl, but like a fit, like more like a, a fish bowl, <laughs> like a glass thing. And it had engraved on it uh, the American Dad logo. And I think it said 100 episodes. And it was a placemat. Uh, it was in the, uh, it was like the centerpiece for the 100th episode party at all the tables that they had. Oh, cool. Um, so people were allowed to take them home. I think they gifted a certain number of people with these. I tried to buy that. A rep, uh, it was the exact one, uh, one of them from the 100th party. Uh, and the guy who sent it to me from L.A. wrapped it very uh, poorly. Ugh. And when it got to my doorstep, it was just a box of broken glass. Oh, that sucks. It was going to be the, the crowning piece of my uh, – uh, not a lot of people have them. And yes, I should have kept at least one of the jagged pieces of glasses. I, yes. glass, I think, you know, one of the shards. Well, you could definitely just get any piece of glass and say it's that. No one's really going to call you on it if it's not right. <laughs> um. So what is your favorite piece of merchandise that you've been able to collect? Probably the vinyl. I think this, because it's actual, there's an actual record inside of this. Yeah. I think that uh, makes it, uh, because I love music and I love the songs. I haven't opened it yet, though. But this is definitely uh, my favorite piece, uh, the B12 American Dad vinyl, simply because uh, the, the cover art is cool. Uh, but uh, when, I get a, when I get a record player, I can actually listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I will eventually open it. Uh, but that is hands down my favorite. Cool. So, you, so aside from all this American Dad stuff, you're also a stand-up comedian. Um, so how long have you been doing that? I started in 2005, uh, Labor Day weekend at the Comedy Store in La Jolla, um, and I kind of never stopped. So since 2005, what? How would you brand your type of humor? <sighs> well, I guess I, I have been labeled uh, relatively blue uh, here locally. Uh, <laughs> um, Bringing down the mood of the beach. <laughs> I don't want to say I curse a lot, but I'm certainly not a clean comic. Um, uh, if anything, I'm a very, uh, uh, I'm a knockoff of, uh, I'm doing a bad imitation of David Tell. I love David Tell. Oh, I love Todd Berry. Mm -hmm. And I love uh, Brody Stevens, uh, the late yes, Brody Stevens. Yep. Uh, Bro who I could actually call a friend. I knew Brody uh, personally and uh, we, we had pizza. Uh, he would come down uh, to do the comedy store quite a bit. Uh, so I do, uh, I, I did know him and I do miss him as well. But I, the combination of those three guys, I think, and uh, uh, just a smidge, I will say just a smidge of Bill Hicks uh, because of my yeah. angst. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, don't, I just, I don't, I mean, I talk a lot about my ex-girlfriend. I talk a lot about uh, uh, drugs. I do a lot of crowd work. Uh, because I do like to interact with the audience a little bit each set, just so it kind of makes it feel uh, authentic and unique to the evening and the performance, right. where a lot of people will just do the act and not veer off script. I make it a point to to improvise in the middle of my set, just because it keeps me on my toes as well. 
Yeah. Um, it's a great I skill guess, to learn. It's it's a really great skill to learn because it separates you yeah. from the others. Like, it's a very it's very difficult too, unless you're very personable, which I am not. And uh, it's a lot of trial and error. Uh, so it took a long time of just learning from failure how to do it right and still learning uh, to this day. So, uh, but I guess you could say uh, as my comedic style, uh, scumbag. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. You ever run into Doug Benson around there? I know he's from San Diego. And Doug uh, follows me on Twitter. I follow him back. Uh, he is from San Diego. I did his podcast uh, two years ago during Christmas. Doug, uh, oh, loves, Doug loves movies. movies. Were you with the twelve guests at Christmas? No, no, I wasn't. I was. Uh, I was. I don't know what it was. Was it the day after or the day before? I don't. It was right around Christmas, twenty twenty one. It was in the maybe it was in the Christmas taint, as he calls it, the the week between Christmas and New Year's. No, no, it was actually twenty twenty two. It was last year. Jesus Christ. It was a horrible experience, if you want me to recall it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, go for it. You can, you can find this on his, on his thing. Oh, trust uh, me, I'll be listening to it. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm painting it much worse, but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> before the show, I, I was working at a club called the American Comedy Company, where this, yes. uh, where the podcast was recorded. It's a comedy club in downtown San Diego. Uh, I was working there as uh, just a consultant, talent uh, buyer uh, to a certain extent, and I was the house MC during the pandemic um, because we were one of the few clubs that would still be open uh, despite being told to shut down. I am pro-vaccine and pro-mask. I just want to say that I believe in them. I think they suck. Uh, the masks suck, but you got to wear them. Yeah. Either way, I was doing that. So they were like, hey, do you want to do a Doug's podcast? He's looking for a guest. He actually hit me up uh, through Twitter. Uh, so I was there early witnessing the setup. And uh, the sound guy uh, for that, that recording, um, who is also the host of the open mic, uh, a horrible host, he, uh, he's an incompetent sound guy because he wasn't able to set up the microphones uh, uh, to Doug's writer vacation. He made specifically requests for like four or five plugged in mics, handheld, and he gave him some cordless ones. It upset Doug very much. So right as I was going up to introduce myself to Doug and say hello, he turns around. He was like, this is so fucking unprofessional. I could fucking leave if I want. We didn't sell enough tickets. I could fucking leave. Oh my God. And then he storms outside and I'm right there getting ready to say, hello, I'm, I'm the new guy that you're going to have on your podcast. So I immediately start uh, drinking because uh, I can drink there for free or I did. Uh, so I was getting very uh, uh, drunk just to kind of, I thought it was going to be bad and just kind of calm my nerves. And we start the podcast and Doug's fine. He's not showing the emotion he had just shown, you know, 30 minutes prior. Uh, it's not the biggest turnout, uh, but there's some people there, a little under 100. And uh, just five minutes into the podcast, one of his, uh, there's like some dude that I've never heard of. And I'm sure no, one has, no one's ever heard of me as well. But some dude I never heard of is on the podcast with Nick Thune and Doug Benson. Me and yeah. Nick are performing at that club that night. Uh, so I will be there all night long, all day long. This kid, this open mic kid, uh, who I will call him that, 
I guess Doug has them around him because he brings wax or, or he knows how to, to light the torch. I don't know. I said something sort of like, uh, I don't even remember. It was something sort of like uh, reaffirming what the, the guest next to me, like Doug's little crony had said. And then Doug's uh, crony guy, he was like, hey, watch it, man. I'm not your friend. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I was like, Doug, is this guy cool? You know, I was like, what, what just happened right now? That's, that's very hostile, you know? Yeah, especially for and, like somebody who smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> exactly. And we were just joking in the green room a second ago. And then he has this totally different aura. Like, I hate when people are like that. They act one right. way in private and then in front of everyone. It's like, that's not authentic. You're not being real. So, and Doug didn't really address it. He just, okay, let's move on to a movie topic. And I was like, hey, man. What the fuck? So I'm uh, relatively, uh, I don't want to say drunk, but I'm getting there. And now instead of leaning in and enjoying myself and trying to get into the questions, I'm on my heels for the rest of the podcast, yeah. waiting to see if this guy is going to attack me again or say something derogatory again. So that way I don't look like some bitch, some fucking simp open mic. Right, right. So I make sure I slam him down the next time I can. There's obvious tension between us and the whole thing. It was just a very, uh, it was a very sloppy podcast. I'll say that uh, also due to the fact that the microphones were feeding back through half the fucking thing. Uh, thanks to the incompetent sound guy, Ugh. but it was very like, I love Doug and I love his brand of humor. And I thought he even has some good uh, podcast and good ideas, but it was just ruined by this, this fucking dude who had just kind of had me on the defense the whole time. And then after the show, I was like, what the fuck is your problem? And he was like, oh, man, I was just kidding. I was like, fuck you. You were just kidding. That's not really that's not really yes. Anding. I mean, that's it's not it's not the way you do things. It's no, no, it's you don't act hostile on a stoner podcast and you don't get to say, oh, I was just kidding. After uh, you don't just say I'm just kidding. It's like, no, you weren't. You don't know each other that well. We should. We just right. met. We should have been very cordial. You fucking prick. So, ugh. He was lucky I didn't fucking accost him outside of the club there on the street. But um, yes, that's my one interaction with Doug. <laughs> the great guy. I don't know why he brought that fucking idiot to do the podcast. Um, but yes, Doug is from San Diego. He always does a podcast there at that club every December. Yeah, because uh, he's visiting with his mom. Yeah, uh, but I no longer work at that club. So, yeah. um, he he was nice enough to record a short thing for a song. I'm a him a hip hop artist as well, and um, I'm doing this song called I'm uh, called You're Scaring the Ducks, and uh, it's like a song about mental health. And he was nice enough to, on uh, cameo to record for me an intro where he said where he like takes a huge bong hit and says You're scaring the ducks, you stupid fucks, or something like that. So oh, wow. That's gonna get mixed into the song when it comes out uh, later on this year, but um, yeah, it's it's funny because he does he always has that sense that he, he sometimes will reference times or he's gotten very angry and I kind of can't picture it, but the more and more like he does seem like he might have a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a temper. That's in behind closed doors, you know. So yeah. uh, and rightfully so, his writer, his professional oh, yeah. writer, was not honored. So, it's infuriating yeah. and, and it's something like I mentioned I do rap shows you can't believe sound sound people have one job and I'm not shitting on all of them I know some really great ones but like it's amazing how many times you show up and even basic things aren't 
aren't right. You're like, don't you do this all the time? It's like being a pizza place without having like a pizza cutter. It's like, just, I don't understand what's the problem. <laughs> like Your job is microphones and you know the room. The room's not changing every time. <laughs> like it's, this should be the easiest job. But. Yeah, I think they, that was the last time they had that guy do that. Now, whenever Doug does do the podcast, they have, they hire an independent uh, sound engineer to come in and do audio for the shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy. So, um, so do you have any, uh, any shows coming up soon? Um, basically, uh, just at the comedy store in La Jolla. Oh, wait, I'm doing a show now. Actually, this thing in March, yeah, I'll be at yeah. the comedy store most Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's really the only place I'm doing stand-up per se right now, unless I get booked anywhere else. But I'm kind of focusing all my efforts on the documentary. All funds are going to the documentary. Uh, and the comedy store is just like my home base where I can call in for spots each week or each month. And I get a few spots. Uh, it's great. You know, it's funny. Um, I was just thinking about just American Dad, how, how it's still around. And my my television can't decide which season the new episodes are in. Whenever it records, that uh, some of them are in season seventeen. I think it's some of them are season eighteen, and it doesn't seem to really know. And I can never get a good um good. I can never get an answer online when new episodes are coming out. It seems like it's always some sort of a secret, and it's like some weeks they pop up and some they don't. And I feel like almost any other show you can go online and find all the release dates, but I can never seem to find them for American Dad. If you go to America, if you Google American Dad Wiki Fandom, um, you will often see the upcoming season's episode titles and oh, cool. just the titles. Uh, usually, they no one knows what the order uh, is going to be until they announce uh, when the season is going to debut. Uh, and that's usually through the TBS um, app or the Roger the Alien Instagram app uh, account uh, and Facebook as well. Uh, one of the things I noticed this season was they jumped back between 17 and 18 in terms yeah. of airing date. Like an episode from uh, episode 18 would air on Tuesday and then the next Tuesday it would go back to episode 17 and then episode, oh, okay. another season, episode season 17. So it, it is weird how they do that because it keeps it keeps going back and forth between seasons but it might have some sort of legal thing. I don't know. Uh, it is yeah. interesting. And it, oh, it's always kind of off, too, because the first season of American Dad that aired, you know, Super Bowl Sunday 2005, it was only five or six or seven episodes. And then they ordered another 20 episodes and they made those and they kind of lumped it together with that. But some places oh, have it right. as that is right. the first episode. Uh, that is the first season. And then the second season starts at the next one. So it's very there's a weird discrepancy uh, with everything, it seems. I will say American Dad, unlike, you know, I'd say a lot of um, big animation shows, I think the early episodes, a lot of them hold up. I don't go back and watch season one that often. I usually probably start around three, but even season two has got a lot of good, the animation isn't isn't great, but a lot of the writing is is really good. It's very, it's very similar to Family Guy because it's very punchy, it's very quick, and they're getting laughs, and it's very playfully racist. But you're right. I do kind of cringe when I have to, when I watch season one and two. I do like some of the going back now. I've always said that I hated the first couple of episodes just because of the way it was animated, the yeah. way it was so heavily, you know, Republican and yes. God and George Bush. 
but that's who was in office at the time, you know? So right. yeah, I do. Was a long time I do ago. Go, yeah. Going back to them, it's like, they are well-written. Not all the episodes are that heavy handed with the conservative uh, tone, uh, but they were kind of getting their feet. And it's kind of, when you think about it, they were making these episodes as family guy was being revived. Right. So I think that the, uh, not the story, but what happened is uh, they, uh, they had to create an own animation division for Fox studios that was making family guy and American dad, because that's what they were putting out, you know? So they kind of created their own division and own building based on a uh, family guy coming back and them doing two shows at the same time. Makes sense. It's surprising. We've never really seen a family. I mean, a American dad crossover with other, um, with other, um, other other big box properties like i there's the, there was a futurama simpsons crossover which i really love there was a simpsons and family guy crossover and you'll see th they'll make little jokes sometimes in american dad where like brian and stewie will pop up but it, the jokes always at the expense of american dad and um i that i would i would love to see full-on american dad crossover with any of those shows but i'm you know i'm guessing we're probably not gonna see it there actually has been. I think it was the hurricane really? episode um, where remember where oh. the, the hurricane happened and yeah. uh, it happened in American Dad. It happened in Cleveland show and it happened in uh, Springfield where the Simpsons wow. are. No, no, no. The, that, that, the hurricane episode is one of my favorite episodes as well. There's some great buckle stuff in there. Um, I don't know who was <laughs> doing more damage in there. You were the bear. <laughs> You love Buckle. I love that. I, yeah, Buckle. I thought Buckle was Will Ferrell for the longest time because for some reason, I, I for some reason, I just always thought that was his voice. But it, it is sounds not. like his voice. No, I thought uh, Mr. Uh, Javits uh, from You Are Here in the recent season, uh, the the uh, the alien uh, warlord uh, uh, monster uh, yep. that took over the mall. I thought for the longest time, I thought I was. Uh, 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 a certain about this i thought that was Patton oswalt because Patton does, does, a a yeah. does a bunch of yeah does a bunch of american dad that was fucking james adomian another great stand-up comic yep I that was him as mr javits and i was totally blown away because he sounds just like Patton oswalt doing yeah. like a, a creature voice yeah I, my favorite guest voices i always love when jason manzoukas and june diane rayfield pop up from uh, how did this get made it's my or my favorite podcast and i i june stuff is always hilarious and jason you can just always he does dunkin donuts ads out here so i get to hear his voice all the time but his voice just makes me laugh he's he's one of the funniest dudes uh i was i i, I was a journalist before i started doing stand-up and while i was doing stand-up i would still work a, a couple of journalism gigs here and there um but one of my jobs, I interviewed uh, Nick Kroll. I interviewed some of the guys from um, the league, the sitcom, the yeah. league, remember the league? Paul Shear. Yeah. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah, Paul Shear, Jason Manzuka, Steve Renazizi. Yeah, Renazizi, uh, yeah. And they had a, a lot of great guest stars. But I remember I interviewed those guys, and I was like, you're all comedians. You all have uh, a live performance uh, chops. Who is the funniest person on cast? And they all said... Uh, Jason Manzoukas. He's the funniest Literally. dude just amongst us. He's the one that makes us laugh the most. Yeah, he's just one of those people who Tracy Morgan is like that for me, where I could literally watch him read the phone book. And I think he even did that in an episode of 30 Rock and it was hilarious. But I could like I saw a video of him sitting at the airport the other day and I could have watched it 50 times in a row and been equally delighted. <laughs> right. I think my favorite uh, voice uh, guest star on American Dad is Gwen. Uh, the sister Gwen, 
who is voiced by, oddly enough, Uma Thurman. I never realized that was Uma Thurman. Wow. That is Uma Thurman as Gwen. Uh, so I always love that. And a lot of people don't know this, but I, I've learned this through the research I've done. Uh, Lolo, Lola Fuentes. Remember Lola Fuentes? Yeah, I just, yeah, who is she? She was the uh, 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 sexually no, curious. Yeah, sexually curious homeschool, homeschool kid. Yeah, who was the voice? Latina. Of? Uh, <laughs> she, uh, God, what is her? Uh, I can't, uh, I could probably find it real quick. She, I, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue just because I know it so much. Um, she was on the show Glee. And uh, was it it's not Jane Lynch? <laughs> That's the only person I know from. No, Glee. no. She uh, she tragically drowned uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic uh, oh. and left her son in uh, in the boat. It's her name starts with an N. I'm looking. Naya Naya Rivera. Naya Rivera from Glee. She was the voice of Lola Fuentes in just that one episode, and then she tragically passed away. So. Oh, that's sad. But yeah, I never knew that she was. Uh, she did that voice. And then she will never, there will never be any Lola Fuentes again, I think. Yeah. There's a lot, there, there are a lot of random voices that pop up on the show. It, it's, I, I sometimes wonder, how, I mean, Patrick Stewart's obviously made a big commitment to the show. I mean, he's, he's been on it for years and one of the only actors we've ever seen um, playing himself, like literally we've seen him, like the real him on camera on the episode with the, uh, where they do the play on a controversial episode. Oh yeah. Blood crieth into heaven. Yeah. Are there any episodes that you that you aren't into? I'm one of the people who can't watch the one with the dog where with Stan's dog. That one's just um <laughs> I can't watch that. I am I, I I love animals. I have two cats that are sleeping behind me. As do I. Right. Right now. <laughs> um there is uh there is one episode. There's a couple of episodes. I mean, I like them all, but the one recently where they um where they stand bought the rights to the play Stomp. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> For some reason, it just kind of irks me. And it seems so, it's weird. And I appreciate that it's kind of weird, but I just, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. Like I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. And Langley Dollar Listings, that wasn't. Yeah, I didn't, that one wasn't great, I don't think. I, I watched it again recently. I think. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I think last season or this season. No, no, uh, last season. Uh, the the watering hole one was this season premiere. The Langley Dollar. I went back and watched it, and it, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't like, yeah, those two. I guess are probably the ones that I could shit on the most. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I could keep you here talking all day, but I only had one other question for you. Um, theories on where do you think in the house is closest alcove? Oh my God. So there are two locations that have been uh, uh, shown in the show. Uh, one is just off the kitchen. Right. I remember one, that one from the um, when she had the exercise machine. Yes, which was odd that they would say that because it was just off the kitchen. And then one is sort of like behind underneath the stairs or, 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 or I think it's like somewhere right around there. I, I don't know. I feel like there's one on the second floor too, because I'm just trying to think every time I picture it, like there's definitely some where there's more of a wall than there would be in the one in the kitchen. Like there's more no, I, on both sides. I think you're right. Like at the top of the stairs. Maybe on the right or like, something. I feel like maybe at the, a, I don't know. I got a like map. A shelf, there's like a shelf there for his bowl. And then above was where he puts the poster. 
they haven't really made that a concrete definitive place yet. I think that's one of the reasons that they kill people and bring them yeah. back. They just kind of don't give a fuck. And that's yeah. another reason. That's another that's another way they show that Klaus isn't that important. They're like, his home is wherever we feel like it is. Right, right, right. It's funny. There's definitely people willing to argue online about the timeline of the show, especially like on Reddit, where they're like, okay, this timeline ended now, and this one is now. And it's just like, all right, I don't know. It's a cartoon. Like, I, I, it's, it's tough to track. But then sometimes, too, things like Jeff, um, the whole storyline of Jeff going into space and coming back, it does follow a narrative timeline, and as does the Golden Turd. So I, I don't know. It's the beautiful thing is that they kind of cherry pick what they want to have uh, in uh, the American Dead canon in the universe. My favorite way to highlight what we're talking about is uh, the therapist, uh, Stan yeah. and Francine. Uh, their uh, doctor, whatever his name is, he's voiced by Ted Danson. Ted Danson, yep. At the beard, uh, in the shrink, and the shrink. I think that was the episode name. Yep. Uh, he gets his head bitten off by an by ant, an ant. And he yep. dies. And then I think two seasons later, uh, <laughs> I just saw that episode today, where he's like, "I was yeah. like, I thought you were dead." He's like, <laughs> and, and then Francine's like, "Doctor, whatever his name is, like." I thought I have a memory of you dying. And he's like, no. And then they go right back into the thing. So it's like, yeah. they don't really give a shit. And it's not really important. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it's not like Rick and Morty where there has to be an actual timeline and a universe that coincides with the script in that episode. It's, it's like whatever they feel like. And I kind of respect them for that. Right. And it's even, I think the hot tub episode, both Stan and um, Francine die at the end. I think it's that one. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the more controversial episodes yeah. is, is the hot water. Uh, but yes, yeah, Stan dies like Stan's dead. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of any ones that have, that have too many songs or a lot of songs, I think that's where you lose some people. Because like, that's, I think that might be why the hot tub one isn't as highly ranked. Because I think there's probably just a little too much music or something, but I don't know. A lot of people like that. Some people cite that as their favorite episode. Yeah. You gotta remember though, it's a musical family. Seth likes to sing. Yes. Uh, Rachel likes to sing, and then Scott Grimes, who is Steve, he is an actual professional singer. Yeah, he's uh, in he a band. Uh, my friend just saw them out in LA not long ago. He sent me pictures. That's right. So, uh, so it's like they, these people actually enjoy singing and they want to sing, and if it makes them happy, they do incorporate it. I didn't really see too many songs this season. If anything, it was more Rush than any other band. You know? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's get another uh, plug here for the um, the Kickstarter. Um, so I'm going to have the link up here and then I'll have it in the show notes and it goes through March 10th. So you're trying to raise uh, $10,000 to make this film. And um, yeah, I hope it works out. I'll be uh, making a donation later on. And um, yeah, I mean, either way, this sounds like a great project. Thank you. Man. I appreciate you having me. It's if you're on Kickstarter, it's American Dad merch, the documentary. Um, either way, if we don't get to 10,000, I'm still going to make uh, the documentary just on a smaller scale and uh, with what I can. But uh, I appreciate you having me on and helping me get the word out. No problem. Thank you very much. And thank you for doing this. So, uh, all right. So, um, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. <laughs>